the pulse of Elkhart. This is On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. And welcome back to On the Beat on Heart 1340 AM, 1019FM. Carl Stutzman uh, with you here today, hosting the show. And uh, joining me today is Patrick McGuire from over at the Elkhart County Historical Museum. Always enjoy catching up with Patrick, uh, mostly because he is kind of the keeper of the history of our area. And uh, just getting a chance to pick his brain for a little bit is, is absolutely fantastic. So, Patrick, welcome back to the program. It is good to have you. I, I got to ask up first thing. We, we haven't talked for a couple of months. How have things been over there at the museum? Things have been good. Um, once again, thank you for having me on. Uh, things have been good. You know, we've been, we're open now and uh, we've had, you know, some, some surprising numbers come in. Thankfully, uh, we are still, we still are requiring masks and social distancing in the museum, but we are very happy to have the doors open again. Uh, for an extended period of time and have our community come back in to engage in their history. So, well, you, you, uh, yeah, you guys yeah, have put you guys, you guys have put so much work into into that place and kind of changing up the flow. I know you had plenty of downtime during the pandemic to make those things happen. <laughs> it's nice yes. to finally open it up for people to see. Yeah, it's been really great. Um, yeah, and it, it was uh, we've gone we were going through a three year redesign of our main four floor galleries. Uh, you know, we started three years ago. We just finished in the fall of this year, right in time for everything to, well, we were in between shutdowns. We, we closed, uh, for, we, we closed from like March till June. And then we were closed again in October, November. Uh, so, uh, it was interesting. We opened this brand new exhibit for no one to see, but it's open now. So we encourage all, all of you to come see it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of been a whole process for everyone on this. Uh, I, I heard tell that you guys are already working on a uh, COVID piece to the museum, trying to like track the history of COVID. How's that working yeah. out? Uh, it is. It's really, um, you got to keep on your toes because uh, as you could imagine, new more and more stories come out every day mm-hmm. so we are feverishly bookmarking news stories and um, things related specifically to the county and currently right now what we're doing is in our research library we have what we call vertical files which are subject related and just have a, a collection of any type of news that we were able to find at the time or if someone writes about ri- writes about something uh, in the past uh, we add it to those files so that if someone comes in and wants to research any any number of topics, um, that's really the first place we send them. So we are building the vertical file currently. So and we are working uh, at it. It's not uh, live yet. We are we are working with a number of other different groups in our area so that people want to leave us uh, either a written. Uh, a written remembrance of what they recollect about the pandemic. Uh, there'll be, uh, we're thinking right now a website that's still in the works, but okay. uh, we'll keep you posted when things become live. Well, I mean, you're right on top of it. What we're living through right now is history. And I've been telling people that for the last year, it's like, remember this, our grandkids are going to be asking us about this. This is going to be something that's in history books. And we're going to look back and like, Oh yeah, I lived during that pandemic. This is what actually happened. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely. so, so, you know, it, while it's fresh, get it in there because you don't want to, you know, the, the worst thing that we can do at any point in history is try and figure it out after the fact, <laughs> like we're, you're going to miss some things if you let too much time pass. Yeah. And absolutely. And the thing about this is, 
Um, you know, there's very few things that literally affected everyone in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and living through it, like you said, this will be something, you know, decades from now, this will be what kids will be learning in school or museums will be talking about. So we want to make sure that we try to provide as uh most inclusive as most of an inclusive story as we can i'm just picturing like an exhibit at let's say the museum of science and industry where they walk past and they've got those uh like little like the frozen time lapse things where it's it's a it's a 2020 era desk and you know a bunch of mannequins that are wearing face shields and masks and (laughs) they've they've got hand sanitizer all over the place the average american in 2020 used hand sanitizer no less than six times a day you know what I mean? So yeah. it's going to be that sort of thing. Um, I'll throw this out there. If you guys want media resources, obviously the pandemic's been a big part of what we've been talking about on the show for a long time. I am more than happy to provide as many interviews as you want, sir. So if we can help, sure. let us know. That'd be great. Yeah, we'd, I would definitely be interested in that. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, on top of the uh, pandemic stuff and the regular um, sort of exhibits, what else do you guys have coming up events-wise? Well, currently, uh, the event we have coming up in May is May 20th. Uh, It'll be at 7 p.m. on May 20th. It is a virtual program. We are actually going to be broadcasting it live over our Facebook page. So if you're not a friend of the Elkhart County Historical Museum on Facebook, I encourage you to like our page. We have a lot of content that we push out there uh, daily. Uh, We are going to be giving a guided tour of one of these new exhibits that we're talking about uh, this particular exhibit is part of our Crossroads of Elkhart County experience, and the particular exhibit is called Claiming the Land. Okay, Claiming the Land. What is that? Yeah. Explain more. So it is. Uh, it tells, interprets the history from when the native groups that were living in this area come in contact with the Europeans. So we're talking roughly late 1600s, early 1700s. Uh, the Miami and Potawatomi are coming in contact with the French that are coming into this area. And that just starts a wave of other cultural groups. We have the French, we have the British, we later have the United States. And this exhibit talks about all those and then the early formations of the county. And really, uh, we've centered the story of our exhibit on the Native experience because they were the people living here. So they were encountering all these new groups coming in. And then uh, we do cover uh, their forcible removal as well, which really paves the way for the formation of Elkhart County and really all of northern Indiana. It's uh, unfortunately not always a pretty part of our history to go back and look at. Uh, you know, we we stand back and, and look at what happened with the Native American populations now. And I, I, I would hope that most people realize that what happened was wrong. Uh, but nonetheless, it's a part of our history and things like that can't be ignored. Absolutely. And that's why we uh, wanted to center that story of our exhibit on the Native experience, because usually, you know, when we study history, it's the story of, you know, the Americans moving west and uh, starting these new communities. And, you know, it doesn't get glossed over. It gets mentioned. But we really wanted to focus that story, uh, uh, this exhibit on the you know the the story of both the Miami and Potawatomi that were removed in two different ways and two different waves of history. Um, one of the kind of telling things we have in the exhibit is 
on the section of removal, we have uh, listings from a newspaper article of a ship's manifest. So it lists all the things that was on a cargo ship. And it mentions, you know, barrels of apples and whiskey. And in the middle of it, it says, and I forget the uh, exact number, but it just says like 220 Miami Indians. So they were listing people as cargo. And it's just telling, it's a telling point in the exhibit, I think, that really shows how they were treated. Well, and I also think that as time has moved on, history is being taught a little bit different than it, than it used to, because I, I remember learning about the Native American population in our area in elementary school, in like third and fourth grade, like maybe fifth grade. But after that, I don't think I learned anything about it. I mean, my, my knowledge of what happened and how this area was formed, you know, around that time is quite literally elementary. Right. And and they are so influential, especially here. Uh, if you think about how our county is formed everywhere that, you know, we, the city of Elkhart, Goshen, uh, all these areas, major areas where we live today, all started off as Native American villages. And when the Americans came in and established the county, they set up their towns in the exact same spot. So really native people were setting the example for everyone that has come up till today. So uh, they are a truly integral part. Uh, and even you think about what we grow today, a lot of that comes from uh, native cultures and uh, their impact is still obviously felt, even though uh, most of them uh, were removed in the 1830s. A lot of native people have come back and are still living in Elkhart County mm-hmm. today. Uh, but the impact of their uh, history is still very much vibrant in our communities. So quick question here. I mean, how far back does your information and in, in some of your artifacts date? How, how deep is that history? Well, uh, we have... Uh, we have artifacts that date back thousands of years, even before we have what we would consider today uh, tribes that we would recognize, you know, my, Miami and Potawatomi that I mentioned that are featured in our exhibit because mm-hmm. that's the groups that lived here. So even predating them, we have stone tools that the archaic societies f- uh, form themselves uh, from, from 8,000 years ago. We even have a paleo point, which dates to uh, almost 10,000 years ago. That's incredible. That's amazing stuff. Uh, I love what you guys do over at the uh, History Museum. Uh, it, 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 what was the date on that again? You said it was going to be the uh, 20th of this month? Yes, it'll be May 20th at 7 p.m. Uh, so it'll be streaming live right on the, our Facebook page. So you All don't right. have to sign up for anything. There's no registration. It'll just be, we'll be going live. And just, then it'll obviously, it'll live on Facebook for uh a while. Just jump on. Um, and I know the amount of work you put into this. I'm looking forward to being able to catch that. Uh, we're going to take a break here real quick. Uh, when we come back, let's talk more about kind of modern history, too. Uh, I think the conversation about industry and jobs has really reached the forefront again. So why not uh, jump back into the past a little bit? Uh, we'll be right. Sounds great. Yeah, we'll be right back on the heart. an eye on 
on what's happening in your backyard, it's back to On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. And welcome back to On the Beat on the Heart 1340 AM 1019FM. Continuing our conversation with the uh, Elkhart County Historical Museum and Patrick McGuire. He is the director of their education or curator of education. I don't remember exactly what the title was, but uh, Patrick, curator of education. Curator of it. I think, you know, I like curator more. That sounds better than director. Curator adds like a sense of mystery to it. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It makes me more important than I actually <laughs> Well, I, look, I call myself host, so I'm right there with you. I don't know. I'm just a guy with a microphone. Um, sure. So, you know, you and I were talking about different topics of discussion that we could have in these conversations that we get to, we get to have on the show and looking into our history. And I thought, you know, right now coming out of the pandemic and you know, with unemployment and employment really being a huge conversation amongst the uh, area, I thought, you know, let's talk about industry and the history of industry in Elkhart, because I think we're all known for, we all know about the big business and the big industries in Elkhart, right? We could probably name for the last like 60 years, some of the bigger ones, but Mm -hmm. where we got our start and how we turned into this area that was just so ripe for industrial work is a complete mystery to me. I I will be perfectly honest. I have no idea the origins of it. Yeah, I think simply put, I think the biggest thing that really birthed the industries was the railroads. Uh, With the trains coming through Elkhart and Elkhart being an integral part of the railroads in the Midwest and really the nation in the last last part of the 19th century. And the reason it became so uh, vital to the railroads is because Elkhart being only 100 miles away from Chicago, the major lines would stop here, and that, that is where uh, crews would be switched out, repairs would be made to trains, um, it would be refueled and restocked with supplies. So it was kind of that staging area right before it would go on to Chicago, which was the hub of the nation at that time, mm-hmm. and be spread out all across, either going east or west. Uh, a lot of trains, or really m- the majority of the trains started here at Elkhart. And with the train stopping here, it it, prov- it provided a kind of uh, melting pot or, or a, a touch point for these major industries to really pop up, even yeah. today. Yeah, so I, I remember in history class when we were talking about, you know, World War II history, one of uh, one of my teachers back in the day made kind of a comedy. He's like, well, you know, uh, rumor had it back then that Elkhart was one of the hotspots for a potential nuclear attack because of our importance to the railway industry. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but it kind of seems like that's right on point with what you're saying. Yeah, I, um, there's nothing that I've seen, but yeah. that, you know, that's a subject I really haven't delved into. But it would make sense that the area at least would have been a target mm-hmm. uh, for the enemies, especially in during the World War II before uh, or before automobiles and the highway system. Railroads were it and really still. Uh, move a majority of our goods across the country. So, yeah, that doesn't surprise me that it would be a target. So, I, I, you know, it makes sense. You know, the rail cars were making it here. They were they were getting their repairs. It was it was a logical stop. But some of the industries that popped up around Elkhart that were best known for, um, you know, the RV industry or even well, let's go back even further the the brass instrument industry. I mean, you know, Elkhart's history in brass instruments with Con Selmer is super deep. I, I how in the world does something like that get started? Is it is it just because the opportunity was there or 
or uh, does centralizing its location for distribution make a big difference? Well, the story of how band instruments started and brass instruments started uh, start with CG Khan, uh, who just happened to live here. Uh, the, the railroads do play, obviously, as the business grows, a um, major factor in the, the ability of Khan and then later dozens of other instrument companies to get their supplies and then send their finished products across the country. But CG Khan just happened to live here. Uh, and then he, he uh, played in a band. And according to legend, and there is some, some historical evidence that backs it up, uh, he was playing one night in a saloon, got in a fight, split his lip, and couldn't play his instrument with his metal mouthpiece. So he devised a uh, uh, rubber uh, mouthpiece, and that's really, really what started it all. And then eventually, through partnerships uh, with Eugene Dupont, which was a traveling guy from France, they started to build instruments, and then it just kind of blossomed from there. Okay, so uh, what other <laughs> industries in Elkhart kind of helped form the, you know, the, the reputation of the area? I mean, what else were the big ones that we really were hanging our hats on in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s? Sure. Well, even I'll go a step back and even before band instruments, uh, where the museum is in Bristol, Bristol was a hotbed of fruit uh, growing. Uh, no, the Bristol Fruit Hills, which if you live in the area, you've probably at least heard of. Mm -hmm. They were supplying all numbers of different types of fruit from raspberries and strawberries, um, all different types of other types of fruit. Melons were a big thing. They were sending thousands of tons of produce all across the Midwest uh, uh, by train. And then later, they would do what was called truck farming, where, where um, companies would... You'd have fresh fruit, you put them on a truck, and they would go to markets. And here being in kind of in between Detroit, Chicago, and Indianapolis, uh, those, it, that industry could get, could, we could send from Bristol fresh produce that might be at, at the most maybe a day old to these markets where they could be sold. Um, so we have that here in our area where Bristol is. Elkhart, we've talked about band instruments. Mm -hmm. uh, Napanee. Obviously, is was a railroad town completely formed by the railroad, but also uh, the Coppice brothers uh, birthed uh, the formation of using lumber, which turned into their Dutch kitchenettes, uh, which more are falling the umbrella of what we call Hoosier cabinets. Um, there are a number of other different industries as well, both agricultural and industrial. So it, I could keep going if you like. No, I mean, it, uh, the point is, is it's just, it's a really deep history behind where it all comes into place. Um, you know, let's, you know, you, you jump forward into more modern times and you, suddenly the RV industry explodes. Um, you know, we become sure. an area where it, it it's just for, for whatever reason, easy for people to set up shop and start their businesses. Uh, we all know Miles Lab. We all know uh, Bear and the contribution that it made to our community. It just seems like generation to generation, there's always been something here that has done pretty well. Sure, Absolutely. And it's been interesting over the, you talk about RVs over the last, you know, like you said, since post-World War II. Uh, it's been an interesting kind of, as you study the history, an interesting trend of, because when we talked about all these other industries, the thing about the county was 
it was diversified in its industries where if you go to Middlebury, they had Kreider Gardens, which was selling landscape. And we talked about Napanee, Goshen. There was a Gladiola farm, which was the best in the world, the largest in the world at the time. Um, so there's been a lot of diversity. And as time has gone on and the RV uh, industry has grown and gotten bigger, now we're starting to see one industry dominate the whole county, mm-hmm. which as we saw in the downturn of 2008, could be good, or as we've seen, uh, or it could be bad, excuse me, but or in the last decade and the bounce back that it's had, it can be good. Um, so it's an interesting thing, you know, uh, to see one industry really dominate the entire region. Well, I know in uh, in in conversations with you know whether it's uh, Jeremy Stutzman over in Goshen or it's uh, Mayor Robertson in Elkhart, that a lot of the conversation is about diversifying the economy. Um, yeah, and 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 doing that is really a key success for any small town. I mean, it's not or any area, any 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 spot. It's not unique to Elkhart by any means. But the more diverse your economy is, the more protected you are against potential problems. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, it'll be interesting to see as we continue to move forward uh, what will happen. Because if the mayors are talking about it, that might be something that we'll start to see. And it'll be interesting to see what new industry will pop up. But as I said, I'm as all the other other industries, I'm still going to say that I'm pretty sure the railroad's going to have a major effect on it somehow, even today. Well, uh, whether it's the railroads or it's the highways, I mean, yep. you know, uh, I-80-90 runs all sure. the way from one end of the country to the other. Uh, Indianapolis is just south of us, and there's about a billion different interstates there. Um, we've yep. got a direct source to Lake Michigan. You know, not, you know, it's it's it's, it's right there. Um, and uh, sometimes it's, what, what, what's the phrase? Oh, yeah, location, location, location. So if, it's like if you yeah. build it, they'll come. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of been proven as we've talked about these industries over and over again the you know the like you said you just mentioned railroads and highways and access to the major lakes so there's never been a hard time for businesses here to get their items out or get supplies in so yeah that that has been probably one of the major contributors to why there's been so big industries and so many industries Patrick McGuire, he is your curator of education over at the Elkhart County Historical Museum in Bristol. I suggest anyone that has time uh, gets out there and checks it out. Uh, They have uh, done some revamping of the way everything's set up. They're working on new exhibits all the time. And trust me when I say, no matter how much you think you know about this area, you will learn something when you get there. I am incredibly humbled every time I I, I talk with Patrick because I've, you know, my family's been here since the late 1800s, and I, I feel like oh yeah my family's been here forever i know everything yeah i, I don't know anything so <laughs> it's just kind of just kind of the way it is patrick i appreciate you as always if people want to find out more about the museum or any of your programs where should they go to they can go to our facebook page elkhart county historical museum or you can go the museum is part of the elkhart county parks department so you can go to elkhartcountyparks.org and we have a website there as well, and there, our event calendar is on there as well. So uh, there's a few different ways to learn about what we're doing here. Well, it's been good to catch up with you, bud. We will talk to you soon. Sure. Thank you for having me on. All right. Uh, Patrick McGuire, again, appreciate his time. we got more coming up as we're finishing things here on this Wednesday on The Beat on the Heart 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.
podcast by Federated Media. Mm-hmm.